Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Real. So I am joined by my beautiful friend, Robin Lee, who is It's Robin Lee on Instagram. If you don't follow her and you're not obsessed with her yet, then there's something quite wrong with you. You'll all know she's been sparking up all over the place on my feed lately because she's a beautiful human and I'm absolutely obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with her. I have honestly only known her maybe six months and it feels like I've known her my whole life. She's an absolute babe. Um, so this is an episode that we actually recorded for Robin's podcast, Positively Selfish. I know some of you have checked her out, but I want you to tune into this episode. I think you're all going to love it. And here's a little bit from Robin just to say hi to you guys and tell her a little bit about herself. So much love. Claire is absolutely incredible. I'm so happy she came into my life. Um, yeah, I just... Thank you. Thank you for that. It's delightful. And I'm very excited to be on your show. So hi, everyone. As Claire said, I am Robin Lee. And basically, I have a... I've got a lot of things going on. So I'll just give, I'll just rattle them off. 60 um, second elevator pitch. Come on. Fine. Cool. Okay. So I am a Latin American and ballroom dancer. I am a podcast host with the podcast Positively Selfish. I'm a commercial director for a property development company. I own a fitness nutrition business called The Freedom Organization, and I own an Arbon business. Yeah, baby. Before we dive into the episode, super quick, yeah. just tell the guys about dancing for me, because I think, like, you just need to, like... Obviously, you used to, then you lost, you kind of weren't able to, and now you're back doing it. Like, yeah. as a 30-year-old woman, can I say that? Ah, old. Yeah, you can say that. It's all good. I feel, I feel, <laughs> I'm fabulous. Until adult. Yeah, good. So just, like, I, I think it's really uh, such a positive association, uh, you being, like, you're still so, so young, but to be 30 and be going back into something you love, I just think is such a positive message for people so can you just like share a little bit about that and then we're going to jump into your full episode cool I can absolutely so I started ballroom and Latin American dancing when I was six and at that age it was obviously not really like the done thing so no one really knew what it was Strictly Come Dancing wasn't around to be like yeah that's what I do watch watch Strictly and that's what I do so it was definitely a bit rogue and the reason why I actually started dancing was because I was quite overweight as a child and my parents were like we should probably put her into something where she's actually moving because she is fat so basically they took me to this dance studio that was near my house and I started Latin American ballroom dancing and the reason why I started was because I really like the sparkly shoes and I said I want the sparkly shoes so I had to my mum said I had to do like three months or something um, before she got me the shoes. So then obviously I was hooked. And yeah, I competed nationally, internationally, did shows, um, did teaching, absolutely, completely obsessed with it. Um, at university, I actually had a show in Tenerife where in my third year of doing law, I I was commuted to Tenerife, which literally we did. <laughs> I did. I had a job in Tenerife where we went to Tenerife every other week for a year in a show. So yeah, that was fun. And then basically um, broke up with my dancing partner slash boyfriend. And then I basically broke up from dancing as well. And that was horrendous. It was very, very sad. Very, very hard. And 
because I then, that was all the exercise that I did. I didn't do anything else. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't know anything about nutrition. I gained four stone and yeah, it was not a good time. And I was working like 90 hours a week in my job and, you know, just like life just flip reversed really, really quickly. So then, um, kind of whatever, tried all the fad diets and nothing worked, obviously fell in love with nutrition, blah, 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 blah. As the story goes, then trained in nutrition and now I have actually gone back to dancing. So I'm going to compete again. Excited about. So thank you, Sam, who is my new dancing partner. Very excited to be dancing with you. And yeah, we're gonna do our first competition in Jan. I just think it's so amazing. Like I obviously didn't know okay, I didn't know anything about you and your dancing, obviously, when I met you. And then you snooped through someone's Instagram and I'm like, oh, she used to dance. But then immediately it's like, oh, she used to dance. Like it's, I was like, oh, she doesn't do that anymore. Like, I wonder why she doesn't do that anymore. Like 5 million questions. Anyway, never got to ask her any. And then, yeah, one day we were just chatting and you were like, yeah, I'm going for dance, dancing. And I was like, oh my God, she still dances, which is just so incredible because I think it's something that, I don't know anyone apart from you that's an adult that dances. Am I saying that? Well, I know okay, I know of a couple of people, but they don't do it the way you do it. Like, I just think it's incredible and it's so inspirational. And like, there's just something for everyone out there in the world. Mm. And I think that's obviously like the, the big message and it's why I wanted you to share that mostly before we dive into your episode. It's just that there's our there's, episode bays, we share it. Episodes, we do equal, share it. But, equal parts of awesomeness, 100%. To be healthy and to be fit and to be enjoying life. Like, you don't need to be in a gym lifting weights all the time. Yeah. You can go Barry's. Yeah, baby. And dance. <laughs> And it is just such a positive message. So, yeah, guys, that's what Robin's uh, life looks like. It's just as chaotic as mine, as you can imagine. (laughs) But we are loving it. We are living our dreams and we are living our best lives. And I really do hope you love this episode. So tune in, grab yourself a cuppa, uh, and you definitely are going to want to take notes on this one. So enjoy. What we are talking about today we are both very passionate about first of all before we talk about what we're going to talk about I do want to ask you what does it mean to live your ultimate self so as in what I help people yeah look think and feel so for me it's about so the look is what they see when they look in the mirror Mm -hmm. um the feel is obviously what they internally feel on a day-to-day basis around their lifestyle, their dreams, their ambitions, their goals. And then the think is obviously their mindset. And together it's all about that combination of health and well-being. And then their ultimate self is the version of themselves that they desire to be. So everyone has a dream or an ambition or a idea in their mind of a person that they would be if they were sitting up on the moon looking down on the earth and if you were to sit up in the moon and look down on the earth on your life and on that person living your life like what would you see what would they do what would they have who would they be would they be living in a small cottage or whatever in the middle of nowhere would they be on holidays all the time would they look a certain way would they have a certain lifestyle in terms of food training you know whatever that may be um and it's just about getting people to connect with that feeling um and what that ultimate version of themselves would be and then helping educate them on the realistic expectations around that um and helping them set achievable goals to get that result um and then obviously sustain it for the long term Mm. 
I love that. I love that analogy about sitting on the moon and looking down. I've not heard it being kind of referred to as that before when you're talking about your own dreams. But yeah, I feel like that really will hit home with people because it will make you look at your own life from a bird's eye view. Like, is this something I want to look at? Is this something I want to keep pushing in the same direction with? Yeah, it was something that I was taught a few years back. And every time I feel like I'm getting trapped in the rat race or I'm questioning my beliefs or I'm scared to take action, I just have to, you know, step outside and have that bird's eye view of, well, what actually am I trying to achieve in my life and where do I want my life to go? And is this thing right now going to grant me permission or grant me success to do that? And if it is, then great. And if it's not, then it allows me to separate myself from it a lot easier. Um, and it's just almost uh, being fully present and connected with yourself, but also being able to look at yourself from an outsider's point of view and that objective lens, which we really do struggle to look at our, ourselves from that alternate lens. Mm. So, yeah, and that's, that's deep. <laughs> yeah, deep as. And also, it gives you a less emotional decision-making process because it's just very black and white it's like does this fit in does this align yes crack on no bye I don't know I just I, I've never very I've never really been an emotional person like if anyone does what listen to their podcast they'll like and they know a bit about me they'll know that I've always struggled to be that emotional person but I think I struggled to be an emotional person because I didn't know how to process my emotions so then being able to learn how to process them and then actually look at them from that objective lens just allowed me to actually feel what I wanted to feel okay so if I didn't connect with something I would just be able to separate myself from it without feeling bad and without kind of this stress and this pressure this expectation of what should I be feeling right now because I used to get so wrapped up in um I don't feel that and I probably should feel like this and why don't I feel like this why do I feel like this um, which probably a lot of people do mm. um, if you don't feel what you believe you're meant to feel in certain situations so yeah it, it made me become a, I think some people think a lot harder some people probably think I'm quite cutthroat because I'm just like yes or no like sorry it's either I'm either in or I'm out mm. but it's probably a good thing to have and it's a good thing to help you get to where you want to in life yeah it's funny because yes um it's funny because I think I'm definitely the opposite but in it kind of ends in a similar thing so I'm the opposite where I've really struggled to kind of not make emotional decisions and like all my decisions have always been based on like how I feel and like emotional drivers and like oh I feel amazing and excited so I'm just gonna do it even if it's like completely illogical but then I still also used to be very shackled by the should and yeah that's quite a good like you know term shackled by the, by the should, should. yeah Look. girl but yeah I think a lot of us are shackled by the should I'm claiming that um, because, yeah, like I should do this. I should do that. I should feel happy for this person. I should feel happy for myself. I should feel sad. I should be crying, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So I, uh, it's funny because obviously it's like related to masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. So feminine energies, I feel this. Masculine energies, I think this. So when you separate the two, I, I just had to come to terms with the fact that I'm much more masculine energy. Like, and that's okay to be a female and have masculine energy and then actually try and figure out what that feminine energy would be. Mm. Now I've got all the feminine energy. It's great. 
<laughs> I get so emotional. I can't watch a Christmas advert without wanting to cry. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Pet, you have time to watch TV, what? <laughs> Come on, you have... I actually don't think I've watched the Christmas adverts this year, but anyway, <laughs> that was just like an analogy of like... <laughs> no, I know. You know, I, I, is the Christmas adverts even out? Yes. Oh, December, they must be. <laughs> now you're just pretending and like trying to keep the <laughs> that you're a hustler when actually you're a secret slob. I'm a secret, yeah, secret slob, procrastinate 24 7. I'm just lying about all my businesses, guys. <laughs> Absolutely friggin' not. Anyway, right, speaking of Christmas, let's speak about Christmas and let's speak about managing the damage and how people can actually, yeah, manage December in the most fun way. And I say that because I think that sometimes people see December either one of two ways. Either person A is like, screw the rule book, throw everything out the window, like, you know, screw it all and let's just have an absolute binge fest for a whole month on drink, food, Christmas markets, money, splurge, everything, blah, 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 go crazy and then be like a depressive in January or it's the complete opposite and you want to do all that but you feel so bad so everything you do is shrouded with guilt and you don't actually enjoy anything anyway. So what are we doing? So... The big thing with me, like, we were also chatting about earlier on, like, what, you know, we would want to talk about in this. And I think a huge thing for me is the the guilt that I get bombarded with. And bombarded is not a very fair word to say. But the guilt that I get bombarded with from clients in January. Mm-hmm. Because everybody feels like they were a failure. They were a disgrace. They went off the wagon. It's so shameful that they gained seven pounds between Christmas and New Year and there's just all this like I can't believe how much I fell off the wagon I can't believe how much I let myself go a lot of the time so I never used to say this out loud and I used to think it and now I'm getting more confident at saying it out loud but I think a lot a big reason that people do have this guilt and this shame and they feel so bad about having fun over the new year is actually down to the the diet industry and the fitness industry's fault because we push this message of oh you fell off the wagon in December and you gained all this weight in December and you had a life and then all of a sudden you've gained all this weight so join my fitness plan and lose the weight or join this gym and, and lose that December weight and we've also got this kind of pull and attachment to well we know people are going to go off the rails in December let's just call it that so we've kind of almost like oh well it's okay though we've got something in January that's going to help you and fix you and we're almost like pushing people into a permission slip to be like go and feel guilty go and lose yourself go and do whatever you want to do because it's all going to be okay in January anyway and I'm just trying to like figure that out right now as a coach in the industry Mm. and like the message that we're trying to push because I wouldn't feel guilty for having a good time in December if I was never told at some point in my life that it was wrong to go out and eat loads of food and get drunk. And it's where did you learn that from? Well, you learned that from the fitness industry, that that was a bad thing to do. Mm. Yeah, because it's so funny. Cause there's no surge in any other month. And yes, obviously there is around summertime, whatever that is to, you know, if you're in Australia, it's now. And if you're in here then it's August or slash it's never if you live in England um but yeah like you know there is a bit of a surge around those times but yeah December into January because it is a new year you're right it's very very 
very intense and I guess it is true with the balance of you building a business but then also people feel it like people just have that oh well I'll start again in January yeah and it's trying to stop pushing that message so how do we you know how do we stop people feeling guilty in December well I think that it's also a bit about you know having an ongoing upgrade and improvement of yourself and of your life and it doesn't matter what the month is it doesn't matter if it's Monday or if it's the first or if it's January it's just ongoing and it's continuous and you know excuse the word but it's balance all the time yeah so whether it's whether it's December and you've got eight Christmas parties or whether it's August and you're going away or whether it's October and there's nothing happening and you're just being normal and having food like either way you should still be able to enjoy the food and drink that you like but and I guess as well it comes down to understanding like what the science that goes into your body because you know like when we were talking to someone yesterday and I said how sure are you that your program is going to help your clients yeah and I said I'm, if they follow it I'm 100% sure because it's true like if yeah. anyone follows any of our programs in the whole of the fitness industry you are you can be 100% sure that they will get results because everyone's a human being and everyone it, science applies to all of us so it's about understanding that whatever you do no damage is irreversible yeah. and, and understanding that that's okay so and it's not even damage it's just you've had a good time then put the seesaw back the other way yeah and that's it I think there's just people are so fixated on being one size or one leanness or one number in the scales that it comes to this time of year and it's the amount of conversations I've had with people already who the weight's slightly going up or particularly clients are coming to the end of their off season they are like they're going to gain a little bit of weight now. They're in like the last four or five weeks of their off season. They've been maintaining for the past 10, 12 weeks. Um, and it's that kind of notion of now putting a little bit of more food in. And even them this time of year, they're like, oh my God, like, but I can't be bigger than this weight and I can't gain that weight and I need to stay this size and this shape all year. But then on the flip side, they want to go and have a mad party, eat 10 turkeys and drink a bottle of vodka and then you feel just to clarify I don't think anyone wants to eat sentence I'm going really exaggerating here I'm like trying to push the extreme just so that there's like a balance (laughs) (laughs) I don't know just using your word balance for the sake of it because that's all it is it's just a word that people throw in as long as you know that there is a science behind it it doesn't even matter if at this point you don't know the science you need to know that there is a science behind it there's no damage you've not broken yourself you're not faulty you're not like nothing's wrong you've just had a good time and you've indulged and whatever and then if you want to then start again whether it's on December the 31st whether it's on January the 1st whether it's on October the 9th you know whatever you can change your body and you can change your health and you can change your energy you just need to decide that you are going to do that and then if you don't understand the science then get a coach and if you do then great you can crack on that's yeah. nice I agree I do agree okay so then the next thing I want to talk about is actually how to 
manage, not the damage, you know, I'm not talking about weight gain here. What I'm talking about is like health and feeling good. So obviously for a lot of people, probably myself included, you know, I very rarely drink, but I might drink a bit more around Christmas time. So for probably a lot of people, they're drinking more alcohol around this time. What are the best ways to deal with that? Both pre- during and post night out to not like want to feel like you want to spend five years in bed after the night out yeah. and never drink again. Oh my gosh, you're hitting the nail on the head. That isn't that what the feelings like though. It's like you wake up with a hangover and it's just like game over. I heard a conversation today, and you know what? I'm going to send her this podcast after this. I heard a conversation today, and they went for a bottomless brunch on Saturday. So bottomless brunch on Saturday, stop drinking at 7 a.m. on Sunday. Oh my yep. God. Like that's that's the idea of absolute hell for me. Same. Like bottomless brunch, great. Can I go to bed at seven o'clock? Yeah. Like 1000% done after the bottomless brunch. Um, went to bed at 7 a.m. on Sunday morning, had an amazing time and then needed to feel better on Sunday so went from McDonald's to have five minutes of bliss and had five minutes of bliss and felt great the whole time they were eating the McDonald's but then within 20 minutes after wanted to throw up and wanted to curl up and cry and I was just listening to this story like oh my goodness oh my goodness like first up like that's what people are going to do that is the standard that is what most people are going to do it doesn't necessarily need to be a bottomless brunch but like most people are going to go out for an all-day session at some point over Christmas and New Year they're going to wake up on the next morning they're going to feel horrendous and they're not going to do really basic things to help their body feel better they're going to reach for something like a McDonald's because they think it's going to make them feel better for five minutes and that's what their body's craving and then all of a sudden they feel worse again and that then spirals into like she was still hungover today it was monday i seen her at four o'clock on monday she was still rough like you gotta get control of that so to get control of these situations like when you know they're coming i'm a massive massive fan of pre-going out so what you're putting in your body i generally go for high water protein and veggies a lot i make sure you get a workout in definitely get a workout in i then also get clients to make sure that they've got stuff in for the next day so that their fridge has got some form of a treat in it but it's also got something made that they're going to eat this might sound mad but I think vegetable soup is like one of the best things when you're hungover. Like if you are a lentil soup fan. And so yeah, like something like that in the fridge for the next day with like bread and some butter. Cause the bread and the butter is gonna like soak you up and make you feel good. But then you're having it with like this really good veg soup, which is full of nutrients. Um, And then the next day, like, yeah, exactly. And then the next day, all the water all the water and then the one thing that I maybe you agree or disagree on this but I don't like people training on a hangover I don't see the point in going to Barry's and sweating out every last morsel of alcohol that you have in your body when your body's already screaming because it's dehydrated lacking in nutrients probably lacking in sleep and the best thing you can do for your body at that point in time is eat a good freaking meal and go for a nap like 
don't plan manic plans don't set an alarm like let your body feel good and then when you are waking up waking up go for a walk get some fresh air do something that's good like have a cold shower if you need to apologize to anyone that you said dodgy texts to <laughs> you know like do what you got to do face up the shame face up the guilt don't hide from it deal with it all watch the video be embarrassed for 5 seconds and then just get on with your life like forget about it love it and i'm going to add as well a few of my tips in there so one of my tips is to make some like drunk food because what I find is as well, like obviously if you're on a night out and then you eat the food when you're out, then whatever, you've already eaten that food. But what I find is that sometimes people get home and then it's just like grab the nearest and highest calorie and most tasty food. But if you've literally made something for yourself that you can eat when you get in that you know is going to be kind of okay and, and good quality and it's going to make you feel good even on a normal day, not when you're wasted, then you eat that, then you'll feel a bit less shit the next day. I remember getting home from uni back in the day and putting like fish fingers and chicken nuggets and curly fries and then you would fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know, but that's what happens. I mean, yeah. Oh, what, what sort of, I was going to say, what sort of things do you make? That's something I've never done actually is prep food for coming back from a night out. It's a good tip. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm so boring with my food, but I, <laughs> the kind of thing that I would genuinely... Hashtag like, one shake. Yeah, 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 like a protein shake would love that. Or if I was actually prepping something, so this is actually my favourite thing to eat. So get some, because I don't eat dairy, so dairy-free coconut yoghurt, the Koyo yoghurt. Have you had that? I've seen it. Really nice. So it's um it's actually very interesting because I've just changed their branding and I've noticed and I bet I would love to know their sales figures because now they have this massive like plant-based word on the thing and they didn't used to have that. It just used to have a picture of a coconut. So now I feel like because everyone's so obsessed with veganism, plant-based, everything like that, they've just obviously capitalized on that fad and now I want to know what their sales figures are doing. So anyone yeah. who is representative of Koyo, please let me know. I'm very intrigued. But anyway, so that with two scoops of half-on protein, chocolate, mix it up. And that literally tastes like chocolate mousse. It is the yeah. nicest thing. And then I put on some berries and just whatever other stuff I've got lying around. So like some porridge oats or like a bit of dark chocolate. And that is like... Yeah. Mm, I do that with the Fai, fai Yi yogurt. Yep, can't oh, see yeah. it. Someone's going to correct me on that. Hmm? Someone's going to correct me on that. No, do you know, actually, on that yogurt, again, fun fact, I'm clearly obsessed with yogurt. It actually gives you the pronunciation on the side of that yogurt. And it says like F A dash, I think it says like Y E, because it's like this is how you pronounce it. And that is right. Okay, yeah. so we've got the night out, we've got the, the afterwards, during a night out as well, and pre you know, just get your water in, get hydrated, don't be silly, don't not eat anything all day, eating's cheating, whoever said that, eating's amazing, so sack that yeah, off. Sack that off. Yeah. Eat your proteins and veggies and be good for it. Yes, exactly. And in terms of training afterwards, it made me laugh when you said that, uh, I also don't think I could actually train on a hangover, I think I would just be sick the whole session. Yes. So that's a no-go for me, thanks no thank you I just don't get it like I had five people hung over and work today training five 
and like the they no offense they stank they were stinking you could just smell the alcohol coming out of them and i was like i don't need to be smelling this you're doing a rubbish job because you're hungover and you're just killing your body like go and have some water go for a nap get because get a swim and a walk and just chill man like you don't need to stress your body out more Mm, it's so true we do like absolutely hammer our bodies don't we and it's again that comes back to the guilt thing like you feel guilty for having a good night so you better yeah so you better get in the gym and smash it and make up for the 20 vodkas you had and it's just like i don't even like vodka why do i keep saying vodka i I mean and it makes me laugh because it's so okay so so far in claire's head you've had 20 vodkas and 10 (laughs) turkeys This is smashing. <laughs> if I had 20 vodkas, I think I would actually be no longer with us. I'd be in another life. Like, I'd be dead. <laughs> just, that would not happen. I just couldn't do that. Are you like, are you, are you like a one drink person though? And then you're even more giddy. Yeah. <laughs> you're already giddy. <laughs> I am literally the giddiest person when I'm drunk. I'll have probably two drinks and you'll think I've had about 25. That's so funny. <laughs> So we've talked about like guilt. We've spoken about the night out. Now I want to speak about Christmas Day. Oh. 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 What to do on Christmas Day? No rules apply on Christmas Day. Go for your life. I agree. Go for your life. If you are calorie counting, measuring alcohol, blinking, weighing a plate. Weighing your 20 turkeys. (laughs) 10. Come on now. 20 vodkas, 10 turkeys. Oh, yeah. Like, if you are, oh, oh, no, here's, I'm just going to digress, but also keep it on the same point. People who go to the gym on Christmas Day, what's your opinion? Well, firstly, it's probably closed. It's not. So the gym at mine is not. Okay. So I have, in the past, gone on a run on Christmas Day. Yeah. And then I feel like, I love it because firstly, it's always really cold, like really nice, like crisp day. It's so quiet and it's also just a lovely atmosphere. And for some reason, because everyone is happy, because it's like, who can't be happy on Christmas day? It's just, I don't know. It's just like really good vibes. And like, put it this way. If Barry's was open on Christmas day, I would be there. Oh, I'd go like body session, one thousand percent. Yes. So, kind of the reason I was saying that is because I think if you're a person who would get up and exercise on Christmas Day, you're more likely to be the person who is worried about the food that you're eating on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas people who are not bothered are just not bothered. Mm-hmm. And I do think if right now in your head you're already stressing about, oh my God, the gym's closed then immediately you put yourself into a place of, well, I can't eat this and I can't do this because I'm not training. And it just starts that negative mindset and it just has that bit of a spiral. Whereas I just think Christmas Day should be like a total day off. Like if you want to do some form of like exercise or whatever, cool. But you need to be able to get yourself into a place where you see it as a complete rest day. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, but then going back to the point where you said if you're the kind of person that you would go to the gym on Christmas Day, you're probably also the kind of person that would, you know, be bothered and worried about what you're eating. So what's the answer to that in your opinion? Because I totally agree, yes. 
I think, like, I try and get my clients to take it off completely. And I try to get them to, in the morning, maybe focus on journaling or even send it, like, is this healthy? I don't know. But I even try and get them to send me a message and just be like, if they are in that stressed out state, that they're going to be not training and not doing anything to improve their body or they might gain weight or whatever like I'm more than happy to have a quick voice note with them and just chat to them and see where they're at on that day um but I do think that people need to be able to switch off for that one day and just see it as a rest day so try to put their training that week so that Christmas day is their rest day yeah so um yeah okay for some like this year I think Christmas day falls on like a Wednesday so for some of my clients, Wednesday's a rest day anyway because we do the gym Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, you know, hopefully people can just change their schedule that week mm. and be able to sit back and relax and enjoy. Um, and, yeah, have slightly higher calories. But then I think that's when the negative spiral then comes in around the days on the lead up to Christmas and the days post-Christmas mm. where people then are trying to claw back calories and try to like they know they've ate so much on Christmas Day so all of a sudden they want to like diet so hard the 26th 27th 28th 29th then you know they absolutely lose it over hug money um sorry New Year's Eve (laughs) the Scotland's coming out I forget people don't know what that is I mean, I think um, when I used to, obviously I used to work for Aldi and that is, that. oh yes, I've never mentioned that before. So yeah, I used to work in retail and therefore Christmas time was a very, very, very busy time. And there is no time off at Christmas time when you work in retail. So my days off that week were Christmas day and boxing day, and then back in on the 27th, like that was it. So for me, I also always used to work out on my days off because sometimes in in my weekdays, I would literally be working from like six in the morning until 11 at night. So there was no time to go to the gym. So for me, I have often been like a workout on Christmas day kind of gal, but I guess that's why. So now I could do more what you said, which is not make it, make it so that Christmas day has to be one of my working out days. But I totally understand for some people like that is your only day off and you love working out. So maybe that's what you want to do. So that would be kind of my opinion on that to do try and have it off the gym if you can. But if you can't, because of your working schedule, firstly change jobs, but secondly, um, (laughs) secondly, um, you can work out on Christmas day because you love it. So, yeah, and if I think if you love it and you're doing it for the right reasons and stuff, then yeah. like, obviously I'm never going to be someone that's like, yeah, well, you shouldn't work out on Christmas Day because that's just wrong. Like, I'm not religious. I'm not, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. there's no real reason why you wouldn't. Yeah, like, you just if, want to help people relax. Yeah, but I just think it's more from, like, a try to just switch off because we get not a lot of time to just celebrate with all our family and maybe that's my emotional side there coming in um but I just think these days like need to be cherished more Mm. and that's my own personal opinion on it now like Mm. yeah don't be stressing about a workout and stressing about food and stressing about 
your body and the rebound and the guilt and the this and the that because there's so many more other things to be present and grateful for in that moment and I think it's more from that perspective that my message comes from is that I just think people need to be more present and more at peace on days like that where they have that opportunity to be with those that are loved and around them Mm. without the carnage of having to go to work and schedule it in and see them for five minutes and you know meet them in an elevator and one coming in the house one going out the house yeah mm-hmm. you know and also I want to share my opinions actually on the actual meal itself because I think that I totally agree with everything that you're saying in terms of being more grateful being more present and sometimes it's literally the only one time that people have all their family together and sometimes that can be a bit of a nightmare in itself but you know whatever it's a it's a special thing to be able to share with family when you wouldn't otherwise be able to um you know because of schedules and everything so in terms of the actual meal you know you are still a human being that can only consume a certain amount of food. And I think it's only Christmas. Like, it's not a famine. So if we... (laughs) It's true. So if we're, like, literally looking forward to Christmas because you can, like, gorge on 8,000 calories, like, you, if you were actually eating mindfully or even, you know, 25% mindfully, you would not be able to eat eight times as much as you do for every other meal of every other day of the year. And that's where I would say it becomes, it moves past the point of I'm eating all of this because I love it. And actually you're just gorging for the sake of gorging or binging. And and that's where I really find that it's helpful to kind of really listen to your body. And if you are absolutely stuffed, then just stop eating. And we all have a stuffed sensor and it won't allow us to continue. And it's then if you're like, forcing yourself to push past that that you're going to eat an irreversible in inverted commas because nothing's irreversible but you know in the short time period an irreversible amount of calories so you know if you don't let yourself get to that point and you actually listen to how you feel then it's absolutely nothing to worry about because you might eat like you know double or maybe even triple what you would in a normal day but so what in three days time you'll be back to normal if you yeah you know, check yourself. I, uh, when you're talking there, it reminded me of, like, so something earlier on as well, when I was thinking about, like, what things that I often see, and my family do it, and it's probably something that, well, there's two things, but one of the things my family does that I think probably a lot of people listening will do as well, is this time of year when you go around supermarkets and you're buying stuff for Christmas, the abundance of chocolate tubs and like, oh, we'll just get 10 selection boxes because we'll give them out to everyone. And, oh, look, the rosies are two for a fiver. Let's get two tubs of rosies. Like, yeah, okay, there's something nice in the fact that it's Christmas and you want to have a box of chocolates if people are coming over and, you know, you're going to be having a cup of tea and maybe it's nice to pass out a box of sweets. But my, so my aunt and uncle, they've got a Santa that they hang on the, the the back of my bedroom door. So my stores, my bedroom's like upstairs in the attic. So it's like at the base of the attic door. And there's this Santa with these two fat legs. And at each leg takes a full box of cel- like celebrations because that's what they buy. And 
my uncle goes by and maybe every three to four days those legs need refilled. Now, when I'm home, I have been known to snack <laughs> and they've been needed refills every three days, guaranteed. Yeah. But the point is, like, my aunt is like, oh, my God, I've, I've spent, like, 30 quid on chocolates in December, two for a fiver for a tub. Like, all that money spent on all these sweets to just, like, leave lying around and then we just mindlessly eat because it's festive and it's fun and it's cute and they're things that you wouldn't do through the year and they're just habits that we allow ourselves to develop because well, why why do we do it like I can totally say it's been me in the past um and it's and now I'm very very aware of it and I'm like okay I've already had three Snickers out of Santa's legs I don't need any more Snickers today <laughs> and then do you know but it's but then people listening will be playing devil's advocate like me playing devil's advocate sorry and speaking potentially on your behalf would say but it's christmas like if you can't yeah. if you can't let go at christmas then when can you let go like lighten up you two losers That's <laughs> you babes <laughs> but you know like but why does it then what back to the argument of why does it need to only be christmas like, so why can't we loosen up once a week? Oh, wait, we can't loosen up once a week because that leads to binge eating, that leads to overweight, that leads to obesity, that leads to five million health concerns. But, like, it's like Christmas equals permission slip. But I think that we can loosen up every day. And, yeah. you know, imagine if, you know, you had one of those little tiny Snickers every day, yeah. then Snickers would be... Well, yeah, exactly. Like, I eat chocolate lot of days it's not really my thing of choice you know if I was to have something really like exciting it wouldn't really necessarily be chocolate but whatever like I eat whatever I want basically but I just know the amounts that I can eat it in but yeah. you know if let's say you ate a little Snickers every single day it wouldn't be this thing that's like put on a pedestal and exactly. you know so special and so like forbidden fruits that you have to then when you have it it's like you've tasted it and then it's just like binge so that's where I think you know it's no food is a treat no food is a punishment it is just food it's like a piece of string how long is a piece of string some food has more yeah. calories in some food has less some string is longer some string is shorter like that's how I would really definitely see it and I think that you know going back to I guess my own argument of oh you know you two lighten up I don't think that people need to binge at Christmas all of no. December. I think it's really, really unhealthy in the mind. Really don't agree with it. No, I just think the main thing like, is to hammer home is that we just need to change our mindset. Like, yes, Christmas is a time to loosen up a little, but, okay, let's, let's think about it as I love a percentage. So if we coach people to be 80-20 on nutrition, in December it should maybe be 70-30. But it doesn't need to be 20, 80, which is what a lot of people do. And it, that balance, but then it's, you know, have, have again, is that 80, 20? Is that then bringing back more issues because it's good food, bad food, and what counts as 80% and what counts as 20%? That is a whole other argument. I'm having in my own head now on a daily basis, FYI, um, because we're trying not to say good food or bad food, but... Yeah we then can people understand 80 20 so are we actually just coaching into the problem even more um no because i understand 80 20 as being like in my head being 
let's say your goal is to lose weight, right? You need to be in a calorie deficit. So I, for me, would then interpret 80-20 as 80% of the time I'm in a calorie deficit and 20% of the time I'm not. Or 80% of the time I'm tracking and 20% of the time I'm not. So I know that my results are going to be 80% good because 20% of the time I'm not focusing on my results because that's the reality. Like the being in the calorie deficit is how you get the result. If 20% of the time you're not in a calorie deficit, you're only focusing on getting results 80% of the time, done. That's kind of how I see it. For me, 20% of the time, like I just think if I... I I only speaking from experience with a coach and with client in the past. We used to have a coach who would let you on a Saturday. You couldn't you could have a cheat hour, and in that hour you could eat anything you wanted, and it didn't count because that fell into twenty percent of your your Wait. time. Yeah, your time. So like. I would see guys who would literally smash like a box of crispy creams, a pizza, a kebab, because these are big guys who mm. could eat and they would do like 10,000 calorie challenges in that hour. That's mental. Um, and I guess I, you could pick anything though, right? I'm not like just picking it. I just think there's, there's so much that we coach and so much that we say that we just like accept and we roll off. But then when we actually start to think about but then I don't actually coach people on a, on an 80-20 basis. I don't really use that phrase. I, I really try and show people that you can actually... So, like, there's two goals, right? There's one that's purely weight loss, purely based on calorie deficit, purely if you want to smash McDonald's every day and Ben and & Jerry's, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, then that's fine. Yeah, that's the way I do it, yeah. But then also... P.S. You'll feel like shit. You'll have no energy, and yep. you'll be such a more happy, energetic, you know, full of life person if you actually look at the quality of your food. So it is a P.S. because if their goal is weight loss, they need to understand that they can't just eat avocados, eggs, mixed salmon, sourdough, and all this bougie shit and lose weight because they can't. Because it's so many calories. Exactly. But then also is a big P.S. because I don't want to eat McDonald's every day and be in a calorie deficit because I want to feel good as well I want to be buzzing on life yeah so yeah I suppose I and I do definitely understand what you're saying like you know a, a one hour 10,000 calorie challenge no thank you don't like that stupid isn't it but yeah the, the basic point of the matter is at Christmas it, people need to just adapt their mindset and not look yeah. at Christmas as a Christmas is a day it's one freaking day. Yep. It's not a month. Yeah. Like the rest of the time you're living your normal life. Yeah. So cut your bullshit. Stop making excuses. For me, at the end of the day, it just comes down to excuses, accountability. It's not that people can't be bothered. It's just people are in this constant cycle and constant yo-yo of trying so hard to diet and lose weight and to fit some ideal representation of themselves that they think they want but they don't actually know what it takes or what their life is going to look like when they have it because they're basing it on an aesthetic from Instagram or a freaking poster that they've seen at their gym Mm -hmm. Um, and they just lose sight of the fact that they've been in this constant mental turmoil for probably 11 months and they know fine well that come January they're going to be able to 
deal with all their problems because January is going to give them that ticket to feel better about their life and to start over and to lose all the weight and whatever. So December just becomes a rodeo show of do whatever you want and forget about everything and let all your cares go, which is the way people should be all year round, but with healthy practices. And it's just trying to educate people. Hashtag real. The summary is, basically... We have gone through going on nights out, eating afterwards, preparing your food for the next day. All this is going to be absolutely incredibly helpful. And that will also not let the night out turn into like a five-day sesh. Um, Then same applies to Christmas. I completely agree with Claire. It's Christmas day. It's not Christmas month. It's not Christmas week. It's Christmas day. So calm down on the whole like December, let's all just throw it all out the window. Um, And then also it's all about balance. So sorry to summarize with that. (laughs) So yeah, so that's basically the summary. And I think that people should definitely go and enjoy the friends time, the social time, the winding down from work, unless you work for Aldi, in which case I'm so sorry. And you know, enjoy life and family. I think like you've hit the nail on the head there and it is just the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And that's the first time I've sang on my podcast. Yes, I would have sang, but I just can't. So I knew if I'd cued it properly, you would. <laughs> oh, you like Darren Brown. I, I can feel your vibe. I just think people need to cut themselves some slack. Yeah. You know stop listening to all the noise mm-hmm. and just yeah take that bird's eye view of their life and figure out their own shit yeah and get back and on that mood help and ask for help from people who they trust thank you so much for doing this epic show with me because it's been absolutely phenomenal everyone else who's listening you go and have an amazing insanely incredible day and happy christmas happy december Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much.